Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this ride champ, it's your KC Mopo congested. That's fine. Happy Monday, Kansas City. KC Morning Hoes. My name's Hartzell, so hey, I got a gig today. Kitty is also working. Like we said, it's that time of year, y'all. We rise and grind. We are all running that race, that rat race of life. But I tell you what, my friends, Coach always said, you win the curve, you win the race. We don't run to the line. Kansas City, we run through the line. So I'm headed out to Independence. Gonna be hanging out with the Mavs. Let's do that hockey. Hanging out at Cable Dahmer Arena. In fact, I am going to be hosting, I guess, this Saturday. I think I'm supposed to be DJing or something like that. I don't DJ. I just talk. So, LOL, hilarity will ensue. So, on the show today, I hung out with Scott Parks last Friday, filling in for Dana Wrights on 98.1 KMBZ. Dana and Parks were on Friday. It was Hartzell and Parks, and I think uh, we did some pretty good radio. So, I'm going to hit play on that. Back in your feeds tomorrow, myself and Professor Harvey K., Professor Emeritus over at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay. We take back America. We have an emergency pod, my friends. This one is a must listen. And we will be chatting about all that tomorrow. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. My name's Hartzell. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. Going straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. cat dragged in today it is good to be with you everybody Hartzell Gray filling in today for Dana Wright good to see you it's been too long my friend you have to turn on your microphone first day back in radio an honor a privilege and a pleasure Scott Parks to be joining you this fine Friday afternoon to have the music on in the background it feels like home Scott thank you for the (laughs) courtesy it's almost weird not to hear you go and starting in goal Tim, yeah. I'm shocked you didn't put your own name in that first. I, I assume you practice in the shower. <laughs> I do. Based off of what I just heard. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to real quick? Yeah. End goal. Scott. <laughs> baby. <laughs> Woo. You got to add the baby. It's because it's Friday. It's good to have you, my friend. Oh, man. Thanks for letting me kick it with my city. I love it. The one and only Michael Mackey will be filling in today at uh, 4 o'clock. And don't forget, we have Festivus Friday coming your way right after the 5 o'clock news. That is brought to you every week by Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. And you will, before you leave at 4, uh-huh. uh, share your grievance for the week. You have one, apparently. We now know what's going to become of Don Chilitos over there on Johnson Drive in Mission. Uh, as you know, Don Chilito's closing after 50 years in business. It is going to become a hotel. Big Biscuit. Oh, but, hey, I'll take that. Big Biscuit has bought the 6,000-square-foot building on Johnson Drive. Renovations begin next month. It will open as a Big Biscuit in January. 
No, sorry, in the summer. In the summer. I did not know Big Biscuit was based out of Prairie Village. That's news to me as well. What's your what's your what's your menu order at Big Biscuit? Come on, bro. Seriously? I, I want to know. I want to get to know you on this Friday. What's it called? The Big Biscuit. What would you order? Uh, maybe maybe grits. Maybe some biscuit and gravy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. Can I get a small biscuit? <laughs> no, big biscuits only. <laughs> right on, man. Strictly big biscuits. A uh, story here from the Kansas City Star. This is interesting. It's out of Arkansas. A server who received a $4,400 tip was promptly fired by her Arkansas resident, uh, restaurant, according to uh, one of her customers. The concept of the club, it, it, by the way, it's called the $100 Dinner Club. The concept of the club was for each diner to leave a $100 tip as a way to pay it forward. Grant Wise, whose company hosted a real estate conference in Arkansas, orchestrated the act as he and others dined at Oven and Tap in Bentonville. Uh, the restaurant's not called the $100 Dinner Club. That's the name of the group that came in. They're part of a $100 Dinner Club where you tip 100 bucks, and that's some way to pay it forward, Okay. Uh, Wise telling KFSM down in Arkansas, we knew servers really hit hard through COVID, and it was something that a friend had come up with to help give back. Very nice. Wise telling KNWA, he called the restaurant before they dined to confirm its tipping policy. And one of their two servers, Ryan Brandt, was in tears when Wise informed her of their act after the meal. Diners in Wise's group, as well as some who contributed money online, all chipped in money to tip a grand total of $4,400. Hey. Yep. But that tip led to issues oh. with the restaurant in Northwest Arkansas. Brant says, he's one of the two servers, Ryan Brant, said restaurant management asked her to share her tips with all of her coworkers, which she has previously not been asked to do. As this was not Wise's intention, he gave Brant the money outside of the restaurant. The waitress was then fired. Because she violated the policy. Hmm. Hmm. Four grand? It's a big tip. It's not bad. It's not bad. I was never that good of a server. These are tough times, my friend. So the the idea that the tips need to be split. What about it? That's what, that's what. Yeah. The the idea was. The owner was saying. Yeah. The owner, the owner made the argument. Our policy is that all tips are split evenly, whether you're a server, whether you work on the back line, whether you bust the tables, doesn't matter. And apparently Brant made arrangements once finding out that the tip was $4,400 to receive the tip outside. Okay. To not have the tip left at the table. I'm cool with everything. I'm cool with everyone's decision up until the firing. I think you. Can, I think the, the the restaurant owner can say, "Hey, these tips should be split." The server could say, "Yeah, you're probably right," and the person who had the meal could say, "All right, I get that's a good policy as well. I'll meet you outside." Now I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you are, Hartzell. Not by much, but a little bit. Not much at all. And and I have worked the back line at a restaurant. I was never a waiter. I never served the food. I always prepared the food. And this was a foreign concept back in the day. The idea that the waitresses or the waiters had to pool their money and then share it with the folks who bust the tables, the folks who cook the meal. It didn't happen, at least not in, any, in anywhere I worked. When they do that, though, because waiters and waitresses are paid at a lower scale, do they get to keep a larger, and I ask out of ignorance, do they get to keep a larger portion of the tips, do they adjust for that? 
again, I was never good at serving, so I never Have had you to been a worry. waiter before. I was a bartender. Okay. I never got many tips. So what does that tell you? Yeah, not not very good on this conversation. <laughs> props you, to, props you, to wait, the four thousands though. Where were you a bartender? You want me to tell this poor location's name that t- decided to hire me? Did they fire to you? Bar? No, we mutually parted ways. So you, you they fired. We you. mutually parted ways. Where, where were you a bartender? At a movie theater. Like AMC? Like B and B. Were you really? I was. I helped launch the bar. In fact, we're really good friends. I have them on my show all the time. That's why I can say this. But yeah, I was terrible. They sat terrible. you down and said, we're positively transitioning you out the front door. Even better, or maybe worse, we just didn't have a conversation at all. Wait a minute. Just didn't have a conversation so, about it. Like I may be on payroll as far as I know. They gave you the look and you just knew not to show up the next day? There just wasn't even a look. Or a phone call or a text. What, wait, what made you so bad? As a, was it you didn't know how to mix drinks very well? That or part? was it your countertop? Because uh, you're very, also that you're, part. You're, no, I don't believe that. You're a very outgoing guy. That's my problem. I didn't make oh, any drinks. Were, oh, okay. <laughs> I was too busy talking. Tell, I can, tell I can, me about your I can problems. open a mean beer. I can crack open a course like it's my job. Now, I can't make you an old-fashioned to save my life. What does that mean? And then you wanted to hear everybody's life story. Tell me everything about your day. Hold on, what you do? Oh, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. Let me tell you what you should be doing. Let me let me pump you up. So you weren't moving a lot of product, so to speak. Only when I was... The, it's not uh, that you couldn't mix the product necessarily, even though I think you hinted that you weren't very good at that. You couldn't move the product because you were too busy on the other end of the bar yapping. I moved more product when I was off the clock. I'll just say that. Okay. Because I was using into your bar. own mouth, mostly into my own, but I would also get some buddies to, you know, maybe put some in theirs too. <laughs> Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Hartzell Gray, you've heard him uh, calling out uh, all the players' names prior to and a lot of the activity out at Sporting KC's uh, uh, park. Uh, he is joining us in studio. It's always good to see you, my friend. Uh, it's good to be back, brother. Uh, Dane is taking the day off. Michael Mackey in at 4 o'clock, and we're doing Festivus Friday at 5 here on Dane and Parks. You're a rich girl, and you're gone too far, because you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far. All right, Hartzell Gray filling in today for anyway. Dana. Mm-hmm. She is in search of Jesus the plumber. <laughs> she will find him. Uh, we got another Pete Davidson story in the uh, stack for today. Woo! That man gets around. Literally. Yeah. The king of Staten Island. Let's go to John in Gower, Missouri. John, hello, my friend. Hey, how you doing, sir? We're doing well. Thank you for asking. Good to hear. Um, I used to be a server about 15 or 20 years ago at a Pizzeria Uno's, who's no longer in Kansas City. And whenever we would, um, at the end of our shift, we gave like 5 or 10% of our tips, which was fairly common. And this is all the servers, even the bartenders, um, to the back staff, the cooks, the busboy and everything. And that was what we've done there now again i could be wrong on the percentage but like i said it's about 15 or 20 years ago but this would be an honor system would it not i mean if you're tipped cash and i'm not saying that you would do this but i could see where it would be easy to do it and tempting quite frankly mm-hmm. uh if you were tipped say 15 dollars in cash well as far as the bosses knew you only got tipped 10 um whenever we would do that we would um turn in our um cash and everything we had at the end of our shift and with the supervisor or the manager there we would go through and count our tips and then they would take it all out right there and plus also anything with credit cards 
or debit cards. So it was all automated through that system, basically. So, yeah, if I got a $15 tip over a four-hour shift, you know, $1.50 of it was going to the back staff, and I got the rest. All right, John. Hey, do appreciate the call, man. Uh, All right, from the text line, 1144 writes, uh, would you please tell Hartzell that Amanda and Andrew are listening? He definitely did get his tips from us as a bartender, (laughs) even though our old-fashioned tasted more like a Manhattan. (laughs) I I still apologize for that drink, although we had great conversation. 576-7798, a waitress in Arkansas, Bentonville, Arkansas, has been fired after receiving a $4,400 tip. Not because the tip exceeded some sort of pre-set limit that the restaurant had, but because the restaurant had a policy for sharing tips received by waiters and waitresses with the backline staff. This waitress, accepted, knowing that the tip was going to be huge, accepted the tip outside of the restaurant in yeah, the parking lot. There, there's a bit more to the story. I think the restaurant didn't have this policy before, and that's why it was so outlandish that now they're requiring it. So the people who gave the tip went into the manager and said, I want that back. The manager gave it back. They met up with her outside of the restaurant and gave her the tip in cash. Got it. Five, I seven. Mean, Go, ahead. Go ahead. I get that it's well intended, but here we could just maybe just get rid of tips and just pay everybody more per hour. Did I just solve it? I don't know, but you just opened up a huge can of worms. Oh, it's a Friday too. I am so sorry. Let me fade out here. Sam, kill my <laughs> mic. <laughs> Somebody says four grand in Bentonville. That's like Powerball money down there. Okay. Okay. You'll be a king in Bentonville. Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Let's go to North Carolina. Lisa, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, how are you? We're doing well. Thank you for asking. Good. So I was also a server about 20 years ago, and um, we had to do this. We had to give up 15% of our tips. 5% went to the busters um, and then bar and kitchen. I didn't mind giving up the tips to the kitchen because they helped me do my job, right? They got food out quickly, all that stuff. But as a server, I had to smooth my, you know, smooth my customers to get the good tips. And also, I had to help the busters out when they were busy. And the bar got to put out their own um, tip jar, and they didn't have to share with us. So I always thought that that was um, a bit unfair. So I totally think that this lady should not have been fired. Um, and we, so they would do the 15% off of credit card tips. So we would always um, ask our patrons to give us cash because we'd have to bring our own cash bank and then we just had to cash out at the end of the night. But anyways, so I just think that because servers get paid a lot less and they have to do the work to get the tip that the bussers and the bartenders should not be included. Now I will say this. I was a party host at Chuck E. Cheese in college. And so, (laughs) you know, I was the first male party host in Columbia Chuck E. Cheese history. So legacy. And we would get tips but we didn't have a tip line on our receipt. We made uh, a little bit more than minimum wage as a server, so they didn't include tips for any of us. But that didn't mean that I stopped working for tips because we could get tips from those birthday parties. So right. again, we should maybe pay everybody just an hourly rate. Wait, 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 hang on. Let's go back to your story, Lisa. When you, when you said you, you always preferred, and I imagine most people would prefer, that you would get cash tips, Did, and be honest, there, there's no judging here. We're, we're like Planet Fitness. It's a, it's a judgment-free zone. 
Uh, did you <laughs> did you ever keep some of that cash and not report it to the boss at the end of the night so you wouldn't have to ten percent, fifteen percent that to the back staff? So if if I remember right, it, they um, made us give the fifteen percent off of our credit card tabs because um, because that's what they could look at for sure and we had to bring our own um bank to the facility they didn't give us a certain amount of money to give in um mm-hmm. to give mm-hmm. change in so we just at the end of the night we would add up all of our credit card and our cash stuff and whatever we owed the restaurant like at the end of the night out of our cash that's what we'd give them and then we got to take home whatever was left in it i don't remember having to um give a percentage of our cash tips that's why we would always request um try to get the patrons to pay us a tip in cash instead of doing it on their credit card just so that we could keep more of that money one one last quick question just out of curiosity you're calling in from north carolina are you originally from here or did you find us online um so I, my husband's military, and we were stationed at Fort Leavenworth for a year, about seven years ago. And I fell in love with you guys, and I've been listening to you guys ever since, Why? whenever I can. Thank you. Are you at Fort Bragg now? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for staying around. Do appreciate it. It's yeah, always good to hear you. No problem. Thanks. Right. Be, be well. Take care good of yourself. You too. Right on. Yep. Happy holidays. Uh, same yeah. to you. Merry Christmas. Have a good weekend. Um, Scott, I, you've, I, been, you've been tipping in the last 20 months? I, 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 if, I, if I may brag, I am an over-tipper. Okay. Always, I always have been, and and in part, I blame my grandmother, who was a notorious under tipper, to the point where we, when when we would go out to dinner when she was alive, God bless her, uh, order a dinner, and Grandma would always insist on paying Grandma money bags, and Grandma would insist on paying, and she would leave, and she's from the Depression era, and I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not. But she was a notoriously low tipper. It drove us insane to the point where my brother and I and my mother had created a little scheme. When we left the restaurant, one of us would leave something behind at our seat and then go, oh, I forgot my hat. And go back in and throw more money on the table before the waiter or waitress came back to get their tip. The make good. We had to. (laughs) I think everyone's got that grandma, though, right? I think every grandma is like that. That's that's more accurate. Unless they were in the service industry trying to figure it out. Yeah. When we get back, quick break for the news. When we get back, Hartzell Gray filling in today for Dana Wright. Uh, we're going to revisit a story that's back in the news today. This one's from Channel 5, and it's out of Overland Park. We used to call it layaway. Apparently, it has made a comeback, and it's got a new name. We'll get to that in just a moment here on Dana and Parks. New this week on Curiosity Stream. They're gangsters of a different kind. His life was fake. His bank was fake. I have never seen anything like this. The world's most infamous con men cheat the system on white-collar gangsters. And a new invention changes our understanding of the cosmos. I can find a bumblebee on the moon using this telescope. On the Curiosity Original Building the James Webb Telescope. It's all on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are just $20. That's $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. The world moves pretty fast. One minute you're standing, the next you're dragging. How can you keep up? I'll tell you. I'm Ira Madison III, host of Keep It. Each week, 
Louis Vertel, Aida Osman, and I do the hard work of exploring the intersection between entertainment, culture, and politics with guests like Billy Porter, Catherine O'Hara, Ronan Farrow, Francesca Ramsey, and more. New episodes of Keep It drop every Wednesday. Listen on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for a way to make some quick cash? Well, making money with DoorDash is super easy, guys. I love riding my bike around the city, and now I get to do that while getting paid. With DoorDash, I get to pick my own hours and be my own boss. I get paid on my deliveries and keep 100% of my tips. Not to mention the sign-up process was so quick and easy. Guys, I'm telling you, just download the DoorDash driver app and see how easy it is to start earning cash today. Freddie Mercury mm. here on Dana and Parks. Parks a great film in for Dana. He's not going to talk about his air guitar? He's going to move right past that? That's fine. That's fine. We can talk about which one of the three of us have actually seen Freddie Mercury in person. I've seen him on documentaries. <laughs> Scott, that's just because you're old. I know. What a weird flex, Scott. I'm so old, I saw Freddie Mercury. I saw him in person. <laughs> I did. I am jealous. I'm not going to tell you I'm not. I am jealous. A uh, story here from Channel 5. It's out of Overland Park. Uh, the headline is, Buy Now, Pay Later is the New Wave. Are you familiar with this? Buy Now, Pay Later? <laughs> Very. BNPL? Very. Uh, I've used Klarna, said Casey Alvarez. Global sales using BNPL or Buy Now, Pay Later were $93 billion in 2020. It's doubled or expected to double in 2022 to $181 billion. Quoting here, from Valerie Tatum, the owner of Glass Dolls Boutique. I think it's great for the customers to have a new option and to be able to get things that they want when they need it. Companies like Affirm, Cecil, Afterpay, Split It, Klarna, several others are now accepted just about everywhere, said Eric Steffi to Channel 5. I've noticed Target does it. Best Buy does it. A lot of the big chains do that for sure. Also, a lot of small companies do that too. Now, there is, of course... As you read through the rest of the story, there is a difference between BNPL, buy now, pay later, and what we used to call layaway. In the old days where, for those of you who are younger, layaway, used, you would go into, say you went into Target and there was a something that cost a little bit more than you could afford, you would take it to the back service counter and say, hold this television for me. I'll be in over the next two or three months. I'll start making some payments on it. When I pay it off, You'll give me what you're holding for me in the back. This, this BNPL, is almost like a credit card in a way. You get the item, and then over the next two, three months, you have to pay it off. The problem is that 43% of BNPL users make late payments. Two-thirds of them say it's because they lost track of the due date. Uh, where is that reminder? I forgot. What is is this just basically a store credit card? I think the shift is less in you coming back and paying for the item. And now people are saying, we don't really care about the item at all. In fact, we'll say, take the item now. And if you don't pay for it, well, we'll just charge the full price. Plus, I'm sure the interest that would have been weekly. I, sure. I speak from very strong experience here. But, but let me ask you this. Where is the incentive 
for the company, I mean, obviously the company wants to make some money, so they're they're going to hope that you pay it back using one of these companies, the firm or Cecil or Afterpay or split it. But how is this different than a credit card, if if at all? I would say they actually it goes a step further than a credit card because I again I don't think they care about the item because who's they don't care about the the insert company that they give to the option insert target for example okay so, target they don't care about the item I do not think they do, I don't think they care about the item in fact that you have the item I think they even realize that chance of them getting their money back is even lower because you've got it with you in your house but when you don't pay for it they can charge the full price that'll go in some kind of collections that they can sell off to some other agency that's going to collect it. 20, 30 years from now, on top of all the interest. So I think they've gotten ahead of the game, but when they if sell, I'm being honest. When they sell that debt, they sell it for pennies on the dollar. So they're, how are they making any money here, and what are they going to do? Come to your house and repo the TV? Well, multiply that, my pennies, times exponential growth of pennies. You got a lot of pennies. No, I, all right. I, 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 again, like I do with a lot of topics, I ask out of ignorance. Where is the benefit, and how is this different than a credit card, where's your, other than destroying your credit, which you can do, by the way, with a BNPL. Oh, especially. You, you, they, do, they do report to the credit agencies. What is your incentive to pay it back? To Sam's point, and it's a good one, it, it's not like you're buying a car. You're buying a television. They can't just come into your house and repossess it. Exactly. And, and probably the cost of hiring somebody to repossess it in the end, might end up being more than the television is even worth. I think you're making my point. I think they that thing that you got from them is a sunk cost to them. You're right. They don't care about actually collecting it back. They know they're, they're going to get then, their money but, from you okay, somehow. Okay, but if, 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 if they don't care about the product, what's their incentive to accept a BNPL then? Why not just say no? Go, go, go sell your don't pay me back. Well, there are going to be else. folks. There will be folks who pay it and they will do it by the books that are this new requirements. But there will be folks who do not pay it at all. And I'm saying that I think that number they don't care about whatsoever. Okay. I think that to them, that's a, that's not even a suck cost. They're going to get that money back. And they're probably targeting people who can't get a high credit yep. limit on their credit cards. So oh, they're absolutely. saying, hey, I'll give you this twenty four hundred dollar TV. Just make, you know, twenty four easy payments of nineteen ninety nine. Uh, going back to this Eric Steffi guy that, that we quoted earlier, and I don't know what America he's living in right now, but he says a lot <laughs> of people are having trouble finding work. And so being able to make payments might help them. Buy now, pay later options are catching on just in time for the busy holiday season. Says another person uh, who's quoted in the story, I bought a coat for about $200, and it let me break it into four initial payments, so presumably 50 bucks a piece. Sounds easy enough, right? It definitely has a convenience factor, but Senior Vice President at ScoreSense.com, Carlos Medina, warns not to bite off more than you can chew. What? <laughs> the fact that you can buy now something of X value and split it into four, five, six, ten payments You've got to know that is an installment loan that carries with it an APR or an interest rate. See, here's here's my problem. Th this reminds me of the first credit card I ever got. My second year in college, walking onto KU's campus for the very first time. Welcome to the student union. Free that's money? exactly yeah. right. That is <laughs> that's exactly right, Sam. I was walking in front of the student union on my first day at KU, and I love my parents. They were wonderful parents. They taught me a lot. 
I did not understand APR when I went off to college. <laughs> What's the first thing you bought? Because I remember the first thing I bought with my mom's money, too. Do you remember? I believe, and I still have it, it is garish as hell. I bought from the House of Denmark in downtown Lawrence a glass coffee table. <laughs> It's not bad. It's more practical for my than mine. apartment. And I still the glass. By the way, if you're the, the the base is at my house, but the glass countertop is in my back office. Hey, that's a hell of a return. This day, it's a hell of a return. Fair point on the text line. It comes down to a tax write off. If these companies can write off the loss at the end they're, of the year, really they're getting all their money. Yeah. But but see, and correct me if I'm wrong. These companies like the Affirm, the Cecil, the Afterpay, the Split, it whatever. They they sound to me like, and I may be wrong. Like those credit card companies outside the student union at KU in 1990. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, little guy who wants to furnish his apartment, come over here. Mm. And what they don't tell you because you don't understand, and even if they did tell you, you still wouldn't understand it, is, yeah, go ahead and buy that $300 TV. Go ahead and get that $500 couch over at Nebraska Furniture Mart or whatever. There's 20% interest on everything you buy. I bought so many Bob Marley posters. Mm. So many. (laughs) So many. 576-7798. Dave in Liberty. Hello, Dave. Hey, Scott. Hey, uh, just like the gentleman said, they just write it off as, as a loss and recoup the cost in, uh, when it comes to tax time. See, that's the difference between middle America, those of us who are not middle income America, but middle income America, those of us who are responsible and pay our bills, make sure we pay on time because we're going to have creditors after us. In ultra-rich America, you can lose hundreds of millions of dollars and still be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's how it works. The the rich keep getting rich even if they lose a whole bunch of money. But the poor just get poorer if they start losing money. All right, Dave. Hey, do do appreciate it, man. Uh, Thanks, man. All right, take care of yourself. No, I don't want to cut him off. Now, yes, we do get poorer, but I did get a TV out of this deal. So. Yeah, and you also got bad credit, too. But, again, it's a 4K TV. Yeah, but in 15 years from now, when you want to go buy a house, you can't get it because you got bad credit. Scott, it came with Netflix and Roku and Hulu <laughs> already installed. You're saying it's a smart TV? I'm saying it's the smartest TV. With a dumb owner. Uh... Who just crashed his own credit for himself. Again, do you want me to turn on this TV now? or You're I... not getting invited to the birthday party, well, Scott. Well, that's fine. Uh from 5758, this is a ripoff. If you miss a payment, now you're buried in payments. Yeah, because you got the thing now. So you got to, yeah, they get you. And I'm not going to pretend like I haven't done this. I have, And it has, it has really helped me sometimes, when I, especially for what we do. I need to get a laptop. I got to get headphones, mixer. There are times when I do the pay now and take it home. Buy now, it. pay later. Yeah, and, you know, and I do pay it off. And did I pay more than I should have? Probably, but I really needed that thing because I had an interview, you know, and so... I get it, but it is a slippery slope. Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Uh, poor America gets screwed is the text that just came in. That may be true. Yeah. If not poor America, young, not yet established America is going to get screwed because they don't understand it yet. Yeah. Working class. This is a reminder this weekend to sit down with my kids before they head out. And tell them about APR and the, their dumb dad outside of the KU Student Union in 1990. Sign me up. <laughs> 20% EPR. Hey, if you want to workshop that talk before you get to them on me, 
Feel free. I'll sign up. We'll do. Hartzell Gray filling in for Dana Wright. Don't forget, we've got Festus Friday coming your way right after 5 o'clock. That is brought to you by Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. please. All right, welcome back. If that is not one of the top 10 greatest rock riffs of all time, you don't know rock and roll. I I don't want to ruin the song for you, but we did parody this this track at Chuck E. Cheese, and it was, I want my Chuck E. Cheese. That was a real thing. Sang it often, and uh, I think it really had the same spirit. What did you do? I would take that little nugget and just keep it it inside. Should I suppress that? There are some things you don't share. What did you do at Chuck E. Cheese again? I did the whole show. So we would have background videos that would play, and they do covers all the time. And so they covered covered that one. Money for nothing. Get your pizza for free. Okay. But but I've been to Chuck E. Cheese before. I have kids. The, The band is a bunch of mechanical dolls. Yes. Where did you come out? I would send it to the mechanical dolls. I was basically the intro for the dolls. So you weren't out on stage. You were behind the scenes? No, I was I was out up front, but I would send it to the robots, and they would do their bit, and then I would basically just kind of background sing for them. I see. Yeah, no, it's that's fame. Which Chuck E. Cheese were you at? Columbia, Missouri, M-I-Z. <laughs> Again, I make history down there. I may have a plaque. First male party host in Columbia Chuck E. Cheese history. <laughs> wow. Build my statue now. <laughs> Brad and Granby. What's up, Brad? What's up, brother? I bet that costume stunk like holy hell, man. Ooh, you have no idea. Or maybe you do. It sucked. <laughs> I'm going to say that I love coming after the Dire Straits. I was uh, I was just, I was in the mood. So um, per the, the company, the buy now, pay now, or pay later, they, they expect you to make those first three payments out of like six, and then they're going to collect the hell out of you after those next ones. And half the people are going to make those six payments. And they're paying like 200% of that item. So it balances oh. out. You know, those collectors get that fourth payment probably on odds. You know, if you look at the numbers, they just looked one of these companies up. They're making some money, man. They're making some big money. So they, they've got a system down. It's, uh, uh, they're, they're killing It's like Renaissance Center. You know, you make 12 payments and you pay 1800 bucks for a $600 TV. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. All right, Brad. Hey, have a great weekend, my friend. Merry you Christmas. And Brad's right, right too. They're, they also make you sometimes pay the first couple payments right up front. I mean, this is a TV. This uh, this isn't a house. I mean, when you when you get a mortgage, you just go in know it like if you get a uh, if you get a mortgage for a $100,000 house, okay? You know, and I'm just using that as a, as a rounded number. You know that through the course of paying off that house over the next 30 years, what you're ending up what you're going to really pay in in principal and interest and everything else you're probably going to pay $180,000, $190,000 for a $100,000 house. But that's because you go find $100,000 just laying on the ground. That The bank loans you the money with the idea that, hey, if you don't pay, get, get these payments going in early, pay off more than we ask you to do, 
you're going to end up paying $185,000 for a $100,000 house. This is a $400 television. But that Scott, presumably is going to cost you six to $800. You have a Super Bowl party coming up, and you are the one that everyone's relying on on that Sunday to supply a good time, and you don't have the right TV, and you need it in a crunch. You need that TV like yesterday. Now, should you be making that splurge this weekend? Probably no. not, but you are the man they need in this moment. You are providing the good time at the party. Jim in Topeka. Hello, hello. Oh, good. Yeah, this is. This is because I'm older. I remember when it used to be called store credit, and this was before plastic. That's how far back this goes. Damn. And they would they would actually send out the collectors to pick up the radio or the code or the typewriter or whatever that you signed your name for and then put it on the shelf and sell it again and sell it for the full price. So there was ways of making money then, and there's ways of making money now, and it's just the same game with a little bit of a few different rules. They, they would come repo the small stuff? Yes, they would repo the small stuff. I'll be damned. Well, Jim, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, my friend. It's always good to hear you. Do the same as you can. All right. Take care, my friend. Be well. I swear, one of these days, I'm going to interview Jim for an entire hour. That man has done everything. Everything. Uh, Ken in Smithville. Ken, hello. Shane, you get the last word in just a moment. Hello, Ken. Yeah, hey, how you doing today? We're doing well, thank you. Good. So I got a couple people that I work with that have done these uh, buy now, pay later things. And here's the deal. There's a difference between the way things are now and the way things were then. So it used to be on layaway and things, you had to actually go to the store or send in a payment or whatever. Nobody has to make a payment anymore. You just sign an authorization for a bank draft, and they take the payment. So people are set up on direct deposits now, and these contracts are set up to be automatically withdrawn on the day of people's direct deposits. So the consumer signs these contracts, and the money's coming out on these payments, they never write a check or take cash in or send money to anybody. It's taken from them. So that's one of the safeguards in place for the store, and then they tack 30% interest on top of it. Mm-hmm. Who, who is the – and if you don't know the answer, that's fine, because I, I don't do buy now, pay later. Um, it just sounds like a credit card to me, basically. But if, if I was to use this – let's say I use Split It, okay? Do they operate as a almost like a credit card where they pay the store back – uh, or like a credit card company would pay the store and then they would go after you for not paying them back, uh, them being the credit card company, or are they just the middleman, the conduit in all of this? So my educated guess is going to be that the company offering the credit pays the store in full for a negotiated lower price for the merchandise because the stores doesn't want to get involved. They just want to move their product. They're not interested in getting people on on um, payment plans, yeah. just like a store credit cards are backed by different banks. They're issued by banks. Mm-hmm. So my guess would be that, you know, a firm or, you know, whatever the names of the places are, are the ones paying the store for a negotiated lower price for the merchandise. Then they're charging full price on the credit that they're extending plus the interest in that the store's already been paid, and so you're dealing now directly with the finance company. Ken, thank you for the call. 
Let's wrap it up with Shane in Olathe. You get the last word. Hello, Shane. Good afternoon. Uh, hey, I was uh, kind of going to do the opposite side. Um, my wife and I uh, have been a Nebraska Furniture Mart customer for years. Uh, I built a house about four years ago and basically refurnished it, you know, theater, everything. And the way they do it is it's no interest for, let's say, 36 months. Okay. And if you don't pay the balance off in the allotted time, the only thing that you're being charged is the interest that you would have been paid or been paying on like a normal credit card. So it's not like a gouging thing where, hey, you're paying hundred grand for a, a TV. You're just paying what you would have paid in interest before. All right, let me stop you there, man. Do appreciate it. Hartzell Gray in for Dana Wright. Quick break for the news here on Dana and Parks. We'll see you on the other side. I just wanted to say this is the greatest show the Kansas City's ever had. And a good Friday afternoon. Good to be with you. Dare I say great? Can I say it's a great you may Friday? Say, you may say it's great. Great Friday afternoon, Scott Park. Uh, from the text line, I don't know who your co-host is, but man, I need a motivational pep talk from him. <laughs> Hartzell, go ahead. Uh, to the person on the text line, hey, thank you for being you. You still got this. You're still here. Not only have you made it, and not only are you running to the line, my friend, you're running through the line. <laughs> and that makes all the difference. Nice track reference. Thank nice. You. Thank you. All state track coach. Thank you. <laughs> Story here from the New York Post. She came in like a wrecking ball, not a home wrecker. Miley Cyrus Stop. and Pete Davidson spent more quality time together following the taping of their Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon uh, on Thursday, a source exclusively telling the New York Post that Cyrus's SUV was seen pulling into the garage of Davidson's Staten Island condo after their pre-taped segment. Oh. Man, God, he's crushing it, man. He is crushing. I came in like a <laughs> Representatives for Cyrus, who is 29, and Davidson, who's 28, uh, would not return requests for comment. All right. Pete Davidson is not the best looking cat in the litter. You better watch your tongue, sir. He's not. And in the last two months, we have Kim Kardashian going over to that house. Check. And Miley Cyrus going over to that house. Check. Something tells me they're not there for his looks. If you know <laughs> what I mean. They're there for Pete's brilliant personality. Exactly. That's where I was going with that. It's a funny if, man. If you know what I mean. Y'all be y'all need to leave my guy alone. I love Pete Davidson. I love that man so much. In fact, he is having a bit of a moment. I think we can say that. We've all heard the rumors. If you know what I mean. Hmm. <clears throat> Some guys <clears throat> have all the luck. Uh, sad news today out of the NFL. This is from the USA Today. Former Denver Broncos wide receiver Demarius Thomas. You hear about this? Demarius Thomas found dead in his home in Roswell, Georgia yesterday. Thomas was only 33 years old, had announced his retirement from the NFL in June, 
after a 10-season career with the Broncos, Houston Texans, and the Jets. First-round pick in 2010, Thomas would have turned 34 on Christmas. Oh, my man. No official cause of death for Demarius Thomas. Uh, that's been released, at least from the medical examiner's office. An autopsy is being performed today. One more time, how old? He was 33. 33. Marius Thomas. Mm. He had some games against the Chiefs. Yeah, he did. Man, that sucks. Uh, Thomas's cousin telling the Associated Press he may have had a seizure. He's mm. been suffering from seizures for about a year, and the uh, the cousin says we believe he had a seizure while he was in the shower. Mm. God bless. Yeah. God bless. Uh, story here from also from the New York Post. Uh, Big Brother did not see this one coming. Stay-at-home workers online are are sharing their tips on how to evade bosses who track their mouse movements while working from home, including free apps and online tools. Quoting here from the creator, Leah, in a July TikTok, if you work from home and you carry your laptop around with you all over the house because you are so paranoid that the 30 minutes you spend away from your desk during lunch, your computer will go to away mode and then you will be fired because no one will think you're doing any work. I have something to recommend. It's called a mouse mover, and it moves your mouse while you're away so you can go to the bathroom free from paranoia. Mouse movers, also known as jigglers, are small devices which go under a computer mouse and keep the cursor active without any human interaction. A quick search of the term Brings up tens of options for as low as $12.99. You can even get them in a variety of colors. Wow. But they all have the same purpose, tricking your nosy manager. Who is going to the bathroom for 30 minutes? Well, hey, hey, speak for yourself, sir. Jay Binkley. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Scott, did you hear this? I, I think this actually may even go well with your story here. Over in, let's see, Germany, a court in Germany has ruled that they can redefine what it means to commute to work. What happened was this guy, he recently rolled out of bed to go downstairs to do, you know, virtual working. He tripped on the stairs and he broke his back. So a court in Germany agrees with the guy who broke his back and now his company's going to have to pay. Hmm. The game has changed, Scott. That was a big issue at the beginning of the pandemic with work from home and the line between are you in the workplace or are you at home? Because that office is now technically a workplace. The jig is up, y'all. I, I'm curious, though, this line in here that, that fascinated me, it's called, this is a quote, too, from this Leah who apparently created this mouse mover. Uh, by the way, the text line says, uh, man, I've been home for a year and a half. Uh, we figured this out in the first month. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, Le- and Leah says, it's called a mouse mover, and it moves your mouse while you're away so you can go to the bathroom free from paranoia. Uh, are, are those of you who are still working from home, and I know those numbers are much smaller than they were a while back, paranoid? Is that a fair description of working from home condition? And not just those of you who got sent home because of the pandemic. I know that working from home was already on the rise prior to it. And how bad of a micromanager is your boss that you're worried about the three or four minutes it's going to take you to run to the loo and back? And, and why is it such a big deal? When did these managers, if these stories are true, when did they become such big DBs? They don't worry about you going to the bathroom when you're in the office. 
Why do they care when you go to the restroom when you're at home, you nosy? Never mind. Well, it's because your boss is now no longer down the hall. He's now looking at you from his screen. So I don't even have a chance to go around the corner and maybe take a decompress moment from boss man because boss man is now looking at me while I got to go take a pee. See, I hated the idea of working from home to begin with. This would make me despise oh, working from it. home. Yeah. I, I, I went home. We were sent home for three months. Those, those were three months into a gateway of hell. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. I don't doubt it. I, I, honest to God, and I know a lot of you say, oh, I love it. I love working from home. It's so convenient. I don't know how you do it. Honest to God, I don't know how you do it. It is, it's past. If, if I were to die and go to hell, God would have me working from home. Oh, fair point on the text line, by the way. You remember the Better.com CEO who just fired 900 people saying they were stealing company time? That's yeah. right, yeah. They probably needed a mouse jiggler. Mm. Should have had one. I mean, in that post that he supposedly wrote, he said they were working two hours a day based on his analytics. And his analytics would not have been watching them on a screen. Presumably, it would be detecting how many times their mouse is moving. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming so. And, yeah. and so, if I understand this right, and again, even when I was sent home, you know, they knew when I was working or not because I was on the air. But if you had a desk job or a corporate job, I guess I should say, is there no other way? Is is that the real trick? Just move that mouse? It's not about, well, man, you haven't turned anything in in like two hours. Yeah, my mouse been moving, though. 576-7798. 576-7798 uh, from the text lines. Because the managers are now getting fired because their jobs are now worthless. Okay. I mean, think about all the tricks that are no longer going to work. Keep keeping my door open and the light on, even though I've long since taken that lunch break, because maybe they think I just went to the restroom instead. Five, we seven, can't do that anymore. Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Hartzell Gray is in for Dana Wright this afternoon. Michael Mackey swings by at four o'clock, and we will do Festivus Friday coming your way at five. Call a jiggler or a mouse mover. They cost $12.99. Come in a variety of colors. I mean, it's got to match your mouse. Yeah, of course it does. You got to get one for the season. Of course. They used to call me Jiggler in college. Wow. Different reasons, I think. <laughs> <clears throat> Back above board here. They call Pete Davidson the Jiggler. He's my idol. Yeah. Maybe for the same reason. Annie in Prairie Village. Hello, Annie. Hi. How Hi. are you guys? We're doing well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> well, this er, this subject is uh, cracking me up because earlier this week we had a meeting about um, how we are going to start being having to be timed on our bathroom breaks. I work from home, and when I step away from my computer, there's going to be now a log that my boss can look at and see how much time, whoa, physical whoa, whoa. time. Wait a minute. You're, you're going to be timed when you go to the restroom? Yes, absolutely. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. Call your union rep. Wait, wait. I, I wrote a letter to the COO that night, um, and it was very graphic. And I said, do you need to know about all my health conditions? And, I mean, I don't have any, but I was Make them up. I did. I did. What, what? And at 4, 4.30 the next morning, I had a very 
very, <laughs> I thought I was going to be fired. I am not fired since I'm the top salesperson in the company. But <laughs> but now, what, what brought this about? Was there a problem? And, and, and this is sort of a two-pronged question. Uh, a, what brought it about? And, he, and B, how was it addressed by management? Because if they're going to time your bathroom breaks, if that is even legal, I, I have to wonder that it was broached rather delicately with staff well you would think so um but apparently <laughs> this is actually a system that's in place it's called five nine um gosh i i'm, I'm it's not coming it's five nine staffing or something like that it's it's like a factory working um call center um and I'm not a call center worker. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I am in sales, but I'm not a call center worker. Okay. So at this point, um, I, you know, my, my wireless earbuds are not going to be allowed anymore. I have to be wired to my computer. And it's just like authoritarian. It's, it's crazy. I just, I, I've been working from home for a year and a half and, you know, we've done incredibly well. I don't know exactly why this change has decided to come a- across, but they had a big Zoom call with everybody on and just dropped it on all of us. And basically, my supervisor even called me and said, what do you think? It's a load of crud. And and, and I didn't use those words. And yeah. I said, this is... <laughs> the reason why i'm gonna quit just so you know (laughs) now annie do you do you get docked for that time um no i don't get docked for that time and it's it's just a record of when i am not at my computer so i'm like why do you need to know that that is not your business your boss is nasty he's just nasty that's all just trying to see we're not going to potty that's nasty (laughs) i don't like that at all (laughs) for no good reason at all just want to know when you're getting up and going down Uh -uh, i don't love that (laughs) <laughs> Annie, you're doing the Lord's work. I'm, I apologize for your bummy boss. Lisa in Overland Park. Hello, Lisa. Hi, how are you? We're well. Thank you for asking. Happy Friday. Same. <laughs> Listen to you guys all the time. I had to jump in on this one because I think it's absolutely ludicrous that bosses would do this to their employees working at home. I guess I'm fortunate um, that I have a company that actually, we have a system that measures our productivity and our corporate that's overseas only requires 60% of our work time be productive. Um, we, a lot of us do way more than that because we all work until everybody's work is done. So we all kind of have to work together to do that. So we're not measured on that stuff. And I can't understand people that would do that to their employees now you said your you said your employer requires that you work 60 percent of the time so like 60 percent of the time you're working all the time of our work schedule so like i work uh yeah i still have to work a certain shift at home and 60 percent of that time i'm required to be working which means the other 40 percent i could just be sitting there or whatever or doing whatever I need to do. Um, our percentage at the end of the month has to come out to an average of 60%. And they do have a system. They can go in and check what we've been doing every moment, but they don't have time for it. They basically look for our percentages. And if our percentage is below 60, they'll look at a couple days. 
other than that, they're not worried about it because they know that if our work isn't done, we haven't been doing our work. So I feel sorry for anyone that's being timed to go to the bathroom or anything because I've been there and done that, and I left those companies. So What's your name? Uh, what's, your, what's, what's your name? Lisa. 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 So we had Lisa, we had Annie, two two excellent folks who are now just being just being engaged off of productivity. I just think that's so gross because you all seem like excellent people and you're just people trying to work. And you know what? If you gotta go take a piss, go take a piss. Take your time, girl. Exactly. Exactly. I got you. We got you over here. How old's that sweet baby in the background? He is seven. Say hi, Gabriel. Oh, what up, Gabe? Say hi. Oh my word! Goodness <laughs> oh. gracious! He's a young Scott Parks. All right, Lisa. <laughs> so sixty, they have to work sixty percent of the time, a hundred percent of the time. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make any sense. I I should have known you were going to drop that. Hmm. They've done studies, you know. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Let's go make this kitten purr. Now, you all know the old phrase, they make a dollar, I make a dime, so I poop on company time. This is yeah. just them trying to crack down on that. <laughs> really? Crack? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I missed radio. Oh, I missed radio. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So dumb. Cla- Boss, I'll be right back. Yeah, no. yeah, I ha- yeah, I had Mexican food last night. I'll be right back. Come on. Let's see. 327. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He seems to leave like every hour on the hour. It's, I don't understand. He seems so regular. It's the Maylocks. <laughs> regular. <laughs> Quick break for the news. Uh, Hartzell Gray is in today for Dana Wright. Michael Mackey coming your way at 4 oh, o'clock. Man. And we are doing Festivus Friday, the airing of the grievances at 5. We'll get an early grievance from Hartzell Gray uh, right before 4 o'clock. the masses oh yeah text line loves you today oh wow uh from 0559 loving the co-host today and 8102 said who's that in for dana today i wrote back hartzell gray hey he said thanks dude's good appreciate you kansas city getting a lot of that so i told you i am just happy to kick it with my town so thanks for having me, Scott. Appreciate you. He's also the loudmouth out at uh, Sporting Park. Uh, that is me. Before the game and the guy running around at halftime chasing the dogs yep. who were chasing Frisbees. Or the dog falling and... off the platform extraordinaire. Well, oh, yeah, by well, the way, I'm well, so glad you brought that up. Do we have audio of that, Sam? I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah. Stand by. Let me dig a little bit. <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind. <laughs> I for... <laughs> Can I tell you just what completely, completely legit? Because some folks were even asking, Carcel. Did you did you stage that? Do you think I would stage falling? Did you have a little bit of grandma's secret sauce before you went over there? I wish I would have. It would have made the fall a little bit softer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Do you think I would choose to fall off of a stage in front of 20,000 folks at Children's Mercy Park, <laughs> Scott Parks? The answer is no. But I will say it was one of those weird things. It rained earlier, and uh, I probably should have known better. Hang on. Before we go any further, for those who don't know you by name, uh, you are the stadium announcer. You're not the guy who goes, uh, Penalty kick. Blah, blah, blah. You're not the guy up there. Not the you're, voice of God. You're the guy downstairs before the game. You you rev up the crowd. I believe. 
believe. Yep. I believe that. You're that guy. I am that For guy. anybody who doesn't recognize the name, and your job is to warm up the crowd before the sporting games. I'm the hype man. Yeah, you're the hype guy. That's what they call me now. So I'm down in a little perch in the corner, and, you know, we've got a platform. I do a whole thing. It's a bit of a dog and pony show, absolutely. So I do lineups, and, you know, we got to give the whole full lineup. So, and now, presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City, that whole thing. And I get really worked up. And it was a little wet the night before, and I'm walking, and I got my... How big is the stage? It's it's not big. Okay. I, I should have been better prepared. This is mostly user error, if you can't tell. <laughs> And so I've got my script, and it's, in fact, it was number 36, Luis Marb. Because <laughs> I, I have this thing where I walk and talk, and I walked off the stage. And when you walk off stages, gravity pulls you down, and you fall. Isn't that weird? And so what? Ha- and here's, here's where I turned a moment into a movement, though. Here's Scott Parks. Because uh-huh. when you fall down, I, I saw the, my life flash before my eyes, but also had a question that popped up in my head because I can do one of two things. I can kip up out of this thing, and if I don't get it, then it's even worse than falling down. The refall, you can't refall. No. So I had to go with what brought me to the dance. I'm a student of professional wrestling. And Booker T, the five-time, five-time WCW champion, he does what is called... The Spinneroony. So if you look on that video, it is a split second where you can see me decide to do a thing. Spinneroonied right back up there, and then we did number 17. Gotti Keened. As if you never knew I fell. But then I found out that there was footage of me falling, and the rest well, is history. And, and we have dug into the vault, oh, and, you find and, it? <laughs> and we have found it. This is you falling off that stage. Almost every year. Ever have a heavy set aunt fall down the steps? Make a whole lot of fing noise. It's scary too, cause they be calling Jesus on the way down. And aunts don't like to fall straight down the steps like a kid. They be trying to break the fall and hold it and stop the shit. And that just make the fall take a half hour then. Real loud, yeah, like Lord Jesus Christ, help my Lord, please, Jesus, please. And he was there. And he was clearly in attendance. (laughs) Clearly. But you know what? We got back up. Didn't miss a beat except for the few beats that were, you know, falling on the ground. But other than that, it was just another day at the office, Scott Parks. You'll you'll be glad to know we could not find the actual video. Yeah, you tweet too much. So here's the thing. Actually, I, I can tell you why. So I was actually hit up. So I've already been a not top 10 winner on ESPN for SportsCenter. I've, I've fallen at Kauffman Stadium. Again, I don't mean to fall. I just don't have grace. And so the reason why I wasn't a two-time, the first ever two-time not top 10 artist, yeah, because I'm an artist, was because it was filmed by a DJ, DJ Ashton Martin, and they don't give out money to you know side footage. You know They don't mm-hmm. want people chasing ambulances and that kind of thing. So they did tell me, though, that had it been an approved video from like an in-stadium sponsor type of thing, I could have been, would have been, first ever two-time not top 10. Could have been a contender, Scott Parks. Down now, heaven on <laughs> Go sporting! Such a dork. Such a dork. Uh, Story here from CBS News. A Delta Air... Here we go again, man. Here we go again. A Delta Airlines flight made an unscheduled landing in Oklahoma City last night after a passenger allegedly assaulted a flight attendant and an air marshal. Oh. The plane took off from Reagan National Airport in Washington, was en route to Los Angeles... When it was forced to land in Oklahoma at 9.35 local time, 
According to the TSA, the passenger appeared to be intoxicated and became a security concern. The TSA going on to say federal air marshals assigned to the flight intervened to protect the safety and the security of the flight crew and its passengers. This is the first time that I'm aware that an air marshal has gotten involved. And I've we've told these stories or relayed these stories to you countless times. And one thing that always comes up is, well, why don't the air marshals get involved? And I've always made the argument for two reasons. Number one, air marshals are not on every flight. And these disturbances, while they are in the news a lot, are actually only on a fraction of a fraction of the of the flights that are actually in the air. They're they're quite rare, although they are amazingly annoying and horribly illegal. And so the air marshals don't get involved. I've made the argument because a they're not on every single flight, and b my argument is an air marshal is only as good as his or her uh, anonymity. And what do people do when there's a disturbance on a flight? They film it. Who would be who would end up being filmed? An air marshal. And then the people who are really planning bad things know what that air marshal looks like if and when they're waiting to board the flight or get on it. Uh, never mind. There's that one guy we saw in the video. Let's not. Well, we're going to abort a mission. Let's abort this mission. Go ahead and take that next flight out. Yeah, we'll get the one coming back. We'll can get, I offer? Can I offer a suggestion? You can offer whatever you want. And I, I, we're not going to take the normal takes about folks who go off on on airplanes. But let me offer a suggestion because maybe this can apply to all of us. I think because we haven't got a chance to collectively yell and scream yet. The last twenty months have sucked for everybody, and I, that's nonpartisan. Life is tough, so here's what I think we should do. So maybe avoid some of this nonsense in the skies. Let's all go out. And if you're driving right now, just whenever you get a chance, maybe later on tonight, go outside. Grab a, you know what? No, don't grab a pillow. Go outside. It's nice out. And just yell and effing scream. Just, just get it out. Because you know what? Your, your feeling is so uh, well-intended. We get it. We get, we, and I don't have to yell and scream about that. We get it. And there are times when we should all say, yeah, we all get it. So let's get outside and let's just yell some of this mess off. And then when we board that plane, do like the rest of us do and get that double jack and coke and take a nap. Hey, you, you faded out that number 17. That's the most important part because that was Gotti Kinda, which was the one after I fell. Again, you don't run to the line. Let's say it together on, on Dana and Parks. You, you run, run through it. Through the line. Yeah. The air marshal was able to detain the suspect, identified by police as 36-year-old Ariel Pennington. It was a woman. Oh. And police helped to remove... Oh, no, it was a man. Police helped to remove him from the plane. Pennington was taken to the Oklahoma County Detention Center and held on complaints of disorderly conduct and public drunkenness. The flight then continued on to Los Angeles. I would be so mad if... Some idiot who cannot control his alcohol or his temper or his behavior forced me to add hours onto my trip because they don't know how to act like a civilized human being. I have been on God knows how many airplanes. I've never seen a disturb. I've seen people act a fool, but I've never seen a disturbance like the ones we hear about in the news. Certainly not a fight. 
from the text line. Maybe they need a safe room on the plane. They have one. It's your seat and a roll of duct tape. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I mean, what do we what do we need to do to get people to act their age on a flight? Give them a straitjacket and a catheter and just sit them in their seat? Hmm. I hadn't heard that one yet. I mean, what grade are we in? I got another idea. I think I've got nothing but ideas today. You know what I think we should reinstitute? Let's dress up on planes again. Because you know what? You're not going to get rowdy. You're not going to jeopardize that suit. You're not going to spill that drink on that nice suit. So you know what you're going to do? You're going to keep it buttoned up. You're going to stay in your seat. When that, when that light goes on and off, you'll be sitting down in your seat. But getting dressed up on a flight was never a requirement. It was just what people did. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with people who don't get dressed up for church and don't get dressed up for a flight. God knows I don't get dressed up uh, for anything. Um, but... I don't. I, I to go back to my point. I don't understand what it is about air travel that brings out the idiot. I mean, literally, it digs down deep and it finds deep down inside of you the biggest idiot it can find, and it pulls it out. And then you you you're willing to do things like slap a woman or hit a woman that in your real life you wouldn't dare even think about doing. But yet when you're on a plane, when you're in a, a missile traveling at 500 miles per hour, it's like your brain got left back at the airport. They deserve to fly on jerk air. That's right. And I am going to start jerk air, and I will be the CEO and the only board member. There will be no straight jackets. There will, you no catheters. You'll be welcome on jerk air, but you won't be welcome anywhere else. Although you punch somebody, you're getting no, DB Cooper. Seriously, that that has yeah, you that's right. You get DB Cooper. Open the door and <laughs> No, I, that was my that was my proposal a couple of, a couple of months ago when this last came up. We need to create, and the first part of this is Dana's idea, a national registry of you should not be allowed to fly on okay. American, on Delta, mm-hmm. on United, on anything, Southwest, none of them. But then I'm gonna break off and I'm gonna form an airline called Jerk Air. Okay. And if you are on the you cannot fly because you're a jerk list, then you automatically can buy a ticket on jerk air and travel anywhere you want in the country. Oh, I love this. Yeah, Major destinations only, of course. Jerk air. We're a party bus in the sky. That's right. Yep, that's good. That's really, that's got legs. It's got wings. Seriously, you, you get one airline and you know going in, everybody on that plane is a jerk. And then we let the normal people fly on American Southwest, United, and Delta. So it sounds like every cruise I've ever been on. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I'm, that the, checks. I'm the CEO and the only board member on Jerk Jerk Air, and I get to make all the rules. And so if you do misbehave, yes, as Sam said, you get DB Cooper. Bye. <laughs> Big Jerk Energy. Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Hartzell Gray <laughs> in for Dana. Right. We'll get his grievance. He he said he brought one in early today. Sure did. We will get to that and much more in just a moment. Uh, Don't forget Michael Mackey coming your way right after the 4 o'clock news. And coming up at 5 o'clock, we will be doing Festivus Friday that is brought to you every week by Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Just want to use your love tonight. So 
Somebody wants to know if Hartzell's grievance is going to be with gravity. I'm trying to get the harmony. I'm sorry, you distracted me. I was trying to find... I understand. Uh, Hartzell Gray filling in for Dana Wright. Michael Mackey is in studio. He'll be joining us right after the 4 o'clock news and his uh, his new job that we can report on. Oh, Mackey's got a new gig? <laughs> what did I just walk into? Uh, we'll get a full report from Michael Mackey here in uh, just a moment. Did you like you- my line earlier? You sent your lackey to go get Mackey? Did yeah, like that? I like that. Very Thank good. You. Thank you. Um, you had an early grievance this week. I do. I do. Are we doing this now? Because yes. the time was yesterday for this grievance, to be honest with you. These streaming services, all right? You know, I've, I've come to grips that we're not cutting any cord. All right, you got my cords, and you got my money. It's fine. But what I'm saying is if, if I'm going to fall for this hustle, all right, if I'm going to fall for the okey-doke, you have got to give me some creativity. If I see one more plus or a max or an extra, I am through. Just tell me, tell me what I'm getting and maybe get creative with it. Even if you just said, here's my app. It's got a ton of S. Hey, here's an app with funny S. Here's an app with animated S. At least then I'm getting something. What the hell are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not challenging your grievance because I'm not allowed to do that. In English, my friend, what do you? What is the the grievance? Have you have you not been on the phones? How do you watch TV now? Are you still using the landline? No, I'm not. Uh, I have moved over to modern day, and we have YouTube TV. What he you, he what did you, discover streaming within the last six months. So tread I was going to say six Hartzell. days, maybe. Goodness gracious! No, where, you, Paramount Plus. Yeah, we have that. Well, ESPN Plus. No, we have HBO Max. No, we have. Here's what we. Here's what we have. We have YouTube TV for our main channels, right? And then we have uh, Amazon Prime, and we have Netflix. And I'm just it. happy you didn't say the Google TV. We don't have the Google TV. Or the YouTube TV. We have TVs. the YouTube TV, and we have the Netflix, and we have the Apple Prime. Well, then just stay right there, because you know what? That was the and, end. And I'm happy. And that was the end of, a, of, a, of an era back when you had to come up with something clever to hook me. But now I can just say plus or throw a bunch of X's and pluses and R's after something. And all of a sudden, that's, that's my streaming pitch? Come on. Well, then, come I, on. then I have a grievance, an early grievance on this Friday afternoon. My grievance is with young people who think just because somebody puts out a plus, a prime, or a <laughs> max, that they have to go out and buy it. I mean, I didn't say I'm not subscribing because I am. I'm just saying why? I would like. But why? You're the you're you're part of your own problem. He got out of his car and he's like old. He's like, I don't know, older than you, Scott. Okay. Because <laughs> I have to have the catalog. I need to have what, what, what? all of the Batman animateds from 1986. I need Why? to have I need to have that Star Wars holiday special because you know what? It's something that I need. Not a want, it is a need. Are you talking about the holiday special from 1978? A classic, by the way. Which by the way, you can just get on YouTube. It was so bad. I was around for that. It was so good. And guess what? If I got all the streaming sites, I can get this little scene holiday special, which is so hard to come by. So, yes. Hey. Did they get me? They got me. But I'm just saying, work me a little bit, baby. He needs something to play on his $400 TV that he didn't pay for. <sighs> you know, Sam has made some <laughs> excellent points this afternoon. <laughs> all right. Hartzell Gray. In my for brother, right. thank you for so having me. I love you. Be well, my friend. Appreciate you.
the force and a tremor I have felt. It was you. Your ego just busted a planet. The KC Morning Show. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.